that we're just following the science mantra is one of the most common phrases that you heard and continue to hear during the COVID pandemic. Now, that's despite the fact that it's so easily discredited when it comes to the response to COVID, given different jurisdictions and official agencies all claim they were following the science, but they issued dramatically different guidelines. Quick example, World Health Organization said that social distancing entailed staying one meter apart, yet Canada said two meters. Another example, in March, Dr. Anthony Fauci stated that a recent Massachusetts study found that there was no substantial difference in COVID cases in schools observing six-foot or three-foot rules. Now, I suspect the problem is that the science became politicized. Come on, somehow it suited politicians that it was just fine for the massive crowd protesting the death of George Floyd. But eight people at a restaurant? No, no such thing. I mean, there is no definitive science behind either position. And it wasn't the science that dictated that small retailers had to close while Costco and Walmart remained open. It was politicians. But the challenge is greater than that. So many examples of scientists and academics who risked or actually lost their careers for daring to challenge the prevailing government narrative. I mean, that's the antithesis of science. Science is continue to question. But that's not been the case in COVID or in climate change. And it brings you my quote of the week by Leighton Woodhouse. He wrote a piece called The New Clarity: Faith in Science is an Oxymoron. It was on Substack.com. In quotes, scientific research is underwritten in large part by a steady stream of government funding. To keep the lights on in their labs, scientists need to tap into that stream. They do so by designing research projects that conform to whatever the government policies at any particular moment, end of quote. That we're just following the science mantra is one of the most common phrases that you heard and continue to hear during the COVID pandemic. Now, that's despite the fact that it's so easily discredited when it comes to the response to COVID, given different jurisdictions and official agencies all claim they were following the science, but they issued dramatically different guidelines. Quick example, World Health Organization said that social distancing entailed staying one meter Time now for the shocking stat of the week. Now, given we read in successive polls that our cost of living is the number one concern for most of us, I can't help but notice how often we actually don't make the connection, whether it's between specific issues or policies or stories we hear in the news, that increase what we pay. More incredible fact that a lot of times we actually cheerlead for policies whose costs will be passed on to consumers. But you know what? I'm going to leave that for another time. And I'll get to my shocking stat that comes out of a story that literally had my jaw dropping. The stat, $45 billion. That's how much the Coalition of Law Enforcement and Retail, that's a trade association, estimated in annual losses for retailers thanks to the epidemic of e-commerce theft by organized crime. One example, large drugstore you may be familiar with, CVS. Well, their thefts have jumped 30% since the pandemic began. Home Depot says the number of its investigations into this kind of criminal network has grown 86% since 2016, over 400 cases last year. But here's another shocking aspect. Investigators and law enforcement officials say Amazon and other e-commerce sites are the biggest outlets for criminal networks. In other words, you may be buying products from organized crime that have been stolen. Sergeant Ian Ranshaw of the Thornton, Colorado Police Department goes so far as saying, Amazon may be the largest unregulated pawn shop on the face of the planet. But the point to get is that the costs of battling the massive increase in e-commerce theft by organized crime, 
along with the cost of the actual goods that have been stolen. All of that gets passed on to us as consumers. I mean, this is a very serious issue. Obviously, it would be recognized as being one for business, but it's one for consumers because at the end, we're going to pay for that massive theft. Time now for this week's Goofy Award. Jordan Peterson had an interesting thought this week and one that gets virtually no consideration in the media. In quotes, mandating vaccines is not going to increase trust. Quite the contrary. It is instead an admission that trust has already been violated and an attempt to redress that by force. Well, if you're a regular listener to Money Talks, you know that I think the most important overriding factor, if you want to assess both financial and social movement, is declining confidence in government. And the reluctance to trust government officials when it comes to vaccine is just another manifestation of the lack of confidence in government. But here's the goofy part. We've allowed government and officials and politicians to get away with eroding that confidence by their actions. I mean, you can easily trace it back to things like in the U.S., Dr. Anthony Fauci first telling the public that masks are ineffective. Canadian health officials echoed that sentiment when, in fact, they knew that wasn't true, but were trying to discourage people from buying masks before all health care workers had them, which, by the way, was because our frontline workers didn't have uh, masks and other personal protective equipment. It was a direct result of government action. Public Health Canada had destroyed 8.9 million pieces of personal protective equipment. And then despite the fact that the first reported case of COVID in Canada happened January 25th to 20, they waited over six weeks to place an order for masks along with other personal protective equipment. And result was a shortage. But here's the thing. Health officials like Dr. Fauci decided the best way to handle that shortage was to deceive the public. I'm simply saying that has consequences. Distrust of government officials was exacerbated by the fact that officials became the gatekeepers for what information the public was allowed to have, with many believing that was in an effort to scare the public into complying with health guidelines and rules. Further example, with government and their allies in both mainstream media and social media giants like Facebook squelched any effort to explore the thesis that COVID originated in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, this is despite numerous experts saying that was the most likely source. Well, what happened is many people started to ask, what else is government hiding? I mean, I'm not suggesting, by the way, that distrust of government didn't begin with COVID or with some uh, individual politicians ignoring the guidelines they laid out for the rest of us. No, I mean, the manifestations are obvious. Had the election of Donald Trump or the Brexit vote, yellow vest movement in France. And now you're seeing across Europe a multitude of protests against COVID restrictions. I'm simply saying that no one should be surprised that for some people, distrust in government, whether that's you or not, but you shouldn't be surprised that for some people, distrust in government is now the result. And it's resulting in their reluctance to get vaccinated. Time now for this week's Goofy Award. Jordan Peterson had an interesting thought this week and one that gets virtually no consideration in the media. In quotes, Mandating vaccines is not going to increase trust. Quite the contrary. It is instead an admission that trust has already been violated and an attempt to redress that by force. Well, if you're a regular listener to Money Talks, you know that I think the most important overriding factor, if you want to assess both financial and social movement, is declining confidence in government. And the reluctance to trust government officials when it comes to vaccine is just another manifestation of the lack of confidence in government. But here's the goofy part. We've allowed government and officials and politicians to get away 
with eroding that confidence.